The Spanish Announce Table. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the week. Hailing from Table Show Studios in Kansas City. Hosted by Captain Awesome and T-Mac. It is the Spanish Announce Table. T-Mac. It is, uh, what is up, man? How are you? I am sick. I'm a little... I've got a bad case of the hay fever. Um, allergies are kicking up a storm here in the uh, north-central area of Kansas slash... Well, hold on. Uh, hold yeah. on. Explain, first off, what hay fever is. You can't just roll over that. You can't just say, oh, you know, it was. Uh, I have tick 2 diabetes, and then just keep going. So explain hay fever. Hay fever is seasonal allergies, commonly uh, known name for... Uh, allergic rhinitis. Um, so this time of year, when flowers—it's pollen, basically—when flowers are, are are on high grasses and stuff, such as hay, uh, they are pollinating, and they my sinuses do not like that, and uh, you know swell shut and cause headaches and dizziness and there's some bouts of that throughout you know my times as a. Oh, as a young man living here in, in these great lands of Kansas, Tom, uh, T-Mac. But um, I noticed it was extra bad this year. And then I realized this is the first uh, time of the season where I've lived out here on the ranch, which I got hay fields, like right outside my house. Mm. And I was so, out there mowing and stuff. And yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should hire someone to mow then so you don't get the hay fever well, or, you know, or yeah. get rid of the hay. Nope, we're not going to do that, man, because, I, I mean, it's got to get mowed. I mean, it's just the well, grass. It would just something. be weeds if we just let it grow off, you know, and it would probably be just as bad. Um, yeah. Or get your kids. Well, the it. hay is getting cut by someone, but I still mow around the house, and I've got to mow, like, trails um, on the outskirts areas of those. So, no, my wife said, well, let me mow. And I was like, meh, you know, I guess. You know? <laughs> It's fun to get out there on oh, the yeah. mower, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 mow out there. But yeah, either that or go get one of those giant filter masks. But I don't know that I want to do that. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. How are you? I'm good. I live in the nice uh, suburb, or not, I don't live in the suburbs. I guess I live uh, in the city. Yeah. And uh, these streets keeping me uh, mm-hmm. so good. I yeah. feel great. Yeah, your only allergy would be from like ozone problems, right? Like, right. <laughs> it would be the, yeah, carbon how monoxide. The earth is, yeah, how the earth is warming and we can't do anything about it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. No, that, no. We won't. Won't. Well, we can't. Well, some. The powers The powers that be will not let us right, yeah. cool this planet. Yeah, you and I uh, can't, apparently. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah so um, the rest of the world doesn't exist for this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, so yeah, just doing that. Hey, guess what? Since we're doing the Spanish announce table, I will share. Uh, I did get to uh, experience a fun collection of matches that I got from a DVD. Okay. Called the Mini Adventures of El Generico. PWG put it out a few years back. Purchased it through HighSpots.com. Yeah. And it is not the absolute best you know matches it's just a great collection of matches from el generico who we now know as Sami Zayn. spoiler what um yeah 
Uh, El Generico is still out there. We're still searching to see where he is because he is still missing. But you think we ever uh, get not, an El Generico ever? That would be so cool, wouldn't it? Just for one night, right? Why wouldn't they let him? Yeah, just do a run in does on he, NXT to save a baby face. Does he own the rights to that name? I would think so because he performed in PWG, Ring of Honor, uh, CZW. He performed in many different promotions as yeah. El Generico. So I think he Sometimes, would. Sometimes, like those places, will let him use it just because that helps build credibility to that name. You know what I mean? But I don't right. know. Yeah, I would imagine he does. Yeah. So anyhow, it was really great. Got some matches in there with Kevin Steen, Brian Danielson, the Young Bucks. Uh, finally actually got to see them wrestle than just hearing their headlines about how annoying they are. Not bad wrestlers. Okay. Still don't like them. Still don't like them, even in the slightest. Um, really would love to punch them in the face. Uh, but good wrestlers. Um, they, they have a match with a young uh, Ricochet. He yeah. was really young. I think it was his third PWG match, and it was Ricochet versus El Generico. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really great two D. Uh, it's a two-disc DVD set. Um, and had a great time watching that. So that was what was new to me, but obviously not new in the pro wrestling world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's what I've been up to. Okay. And uh, we watched uh, this weekend, we watched UFC 225. My good old friend Megan Anderson competed on the card, and uh, unfortunately she lost. But she lost because she was fighting Holly Holm in in my opinion estimation and maybe i'm biased because i know megan and i know how talented she is it wasn't as if she was outclassed by like talent wise it was i'm holly holm i'm a veteran these lights and you know nerves that you're experiencing for the first time i've been experiencing for years and so i know how to handle this and so i'm gonna take advantage of your nerves and there were certain situations where like megan had stopped her uh, takedowns, but then Hollywood was like, no, I know this little trick here where it's, you know, you took, put your foot there and push this way. And now I got you on the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. veteran. And so, uh, Megan lost, uh, convincingly, but she looked good. Um, she had a really good knee to the face in the first round. Thought that it was going to put Holly down, but Holly, like I said, is a veteran. She hasn't, uh, not felt something like that before. So she knew how to react. And, um, she won, but yeah, so got to see uh, UFC 225 from mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah, oh, we're going to talk plenty about that even later here, upcoming in the news, but that's fun. Yeah, we um we bought a new four-wheeler, uh, was pretty much what our, well, oh, you know, we bought a new four-wheeler, but that's, you know, I mean, we bought that used kind of almost as an impulse buy, um, so that was kind of fun, and then kids wrecked it. And then <laughs> they didn't cause yes, any they damage. They didn't really cause any damage. And then Saturday, uh, father-in-law happened to be stopping by in the area. Fun fact, he lives in Maine. So we get a call from him, and he was like, hey, why is I-70 shut down? And we were like, oh, well, because it's shut down. They're fixing it, right? You know, like you can't, mm-hmm. can't go there. And we were like, wait a minute. Why would you ask that? And we were like, why would you ask that? What do you? And he was like, well, how would I get around it? We're like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, crap, now we got to clean the house. All right, quick. Right? So uh, he shows up. But, yeah, he was apparently a friend of his in Seattle had bought a truck in St. Louis. And so part of the deal is going to go see his friend that he hadn't seen in years. And he said, oh, I'll fly into St. Louis and pick up the the truck for you and then drive it out to uh, Seattle for you. And uh, That is yeah. a horrible deal. Uh, well, hey, man, that's what he did. So, Jeez. He's a nice that must guy. Be his- 
uh, yeah, he must be the nicest guy. This is the guy who built this studio we're talking about. So, uh, right here. Yeah, the, you need, to, the, you need uh, to be best friends with this guy if he's going to just drive a truck from St. Louis, Missouri to Seattle, Washington, because it's. This guy loves traveling. He loves traveling, man. He'll drive cross country at the whim if you, if you let him and he didn't have other responsibilities. He'd be like, all right, let's go. You know, he just loves doing it. Yeah, he's done it multiple times. Yeah, that's what he likes to do. Drive next time you talk to him. Yeah. Next time you talk to him, he ask, might be listening. Well, ask if he's read uh, "Travels with Charlie" by John Steinbeck. It's John Steinbeck taking a cross-country uh, journey and just his observations of the United States during the 1950s. And uh, Charlie is the dog. Charlie is the really dog. Great. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll ask him. So yeah, we he, he literally stopped, came over, talked to us for a bit. We went out and ate uh, down here at the Legends. Yeah, uh, quick bite to eat. We went to Fud Ruckers. Have you been to Fud Ruckers ever or any time recently? Yeah, uh, it's intense. Uh, oh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, speaking about uh, national restaurant chains, and not to cut you off, but yeah. IHOP. Yeah, that was that was weird. How stupid is that? Yeah, and all it did was reinforce that Wendy's uh, has a badass working for them who <laughs> works yeah, social media. Their social media is the absolute best. Even, but even Burger King got in on the the action, changing oh, yeah. their logo so to did, Pancake King. Well, so and what a burger was like. As much as we love our pancakes, we promise to never call ourselves what a pancake. <laughs> what a weird move! You know, we speculated on Tim and Tom what it would be, and we were saying bacon and or breakfast. I think was our two options. Let me tell you, we went to IHOP uh, before over the weekend. Uh, before they uh, did the change. And my wife, it's interesting, I, we didn't think about that at the time, but she was flipping through and she was like, look, they're starting to try to make themselves more like a regular sit-down restaurant. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, look, look at all these burgers they've added to this menu. And then later when that came out, I was like, oh, well, son of a... You know, like, hey, man. She was on to something but there. burgers? Yeah, I, I don't know. In a space that, and maybe I'm being biased here... That they were killing, right? Like the pancake sit down. So I don't think this is permanent. I don't think this is permanent. No, no, but still, it was like a space that they were murdering, right? Now, you could say you like Waffle House or Denny's or whatever better, but I think from a sales perspective, IHOP was killing that space that they were occupying, right? And for them to go into another avenue that has. Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's and all these other Fud Ruckers and all these other burger places. It was just like, why there? Oh, why bet. wouldn't you just create a yeah. new space? I would I have created, bet. like you said, the bacon or the mm, something else. I bet this was uh, they're trying to get more traffic in their later hours. Like, not their later, later hours, but their dinner lunchtime hours, hours their early evening hours. Yeah, because I yeah. bet you. Six o'clock rolls around and you're like, "Hey, we got to go eat." You're not thinking, "Let's go to IHOP." Right, six p.m. You know what I mean? I am, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but you I know, love yeah. ooh, breakfast for dinner. I don't know if it gets much better than that. Oh, I get what you're saying, but on average, there's you know what I mean. Oh, I, I bet know. you that's their lowest time, right? But those for the enhanced uh, viewing, I am giving or, the a okay. Or what? Let's say you're eating at three p.m. Right? You got to eat early. Uh, you know, mm. you're not thinking uh, IHOP traditionally. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I, I can go for a good omelet anytime, right? Let's just get in yeah. there. And, give uh, me some, give me some waffles, and I am your man. Give me some hash browns anytime. All right, T Mac. Yep. 
So yeah, hey, we were just talking about UFC 225. I obviously watched it. Um, it. Before we get into the main thing that ties into the Spanish announce table, do want to say if you are a fight fan and you have not seen it, or if you just love a great competition, I highly recommend watching the main event, which was Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker for the – well, it was supposed to be for the UFC middleweight championship. Yoel Romero missed weight by point two of a pound uh so he was not eligible to uh win the championship if he won the fight it was a five round war round three could be the best round in recent memory it's the front runner for fight of the year it was so good again if you like competition or specifically fighting which you should my opinion Go watch that fight. It was so good. Okay. So, so good. Okay. Okay. But the night kicked off on the pay-per-view side uh, of uh, portion with uh, Mike Jackson, mm-hmm. 0-1, taking on 0-1, former WWE heavyweight champion, CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk. We want to get but, the, Yeah. Well, I was going to say, but before the fight happened, we're going to get into our first story, which includes CM Punk. Tim, Captain Awesome, would you like to read? Yeah, well, CM Punk might have been a little too jovial heading into his bout, Tom, at UFC 225, because Phil CM Punk Brooks uh, was found not guilty in a defamation lawsuit filed by a WWE doctor against him and pro wrestler Colt Cabana. Dr. Chris Amon was seeking $4 million and additional punitive damages, claiming that comments made by Punk and Cabana during a 2014 podcast caused him stress and damaged his reputation. All of what I just read was from MMAJunkie.com. They snip in a portion of an article that we'll read from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Dot com says in the November 2014 podcast interview conducted by Cabana Punk recalled his medical issues and treatments in the months leading up to him walking out of WWE following the Royal Rumble. Though he was rarely mentioned by name in the podcast, Amon felt Punk's claims directly damaged his reputation and caused distress. Amon told jurors he was harassed and humiliated by fans and that the podcast hurt his standing with patients. However, the WWE ringside physician couldn't point to any monetary damages, and he remains employed by the company. Much of the testimony centered around a lump on Punk's backside, which Punk felt made him ill over an extended period. Punk contended Amon didn't properly treat it. Amon claims he never saw it. His attorney showed numerous texts and emails regarding Punk's health, and at no point did Punk put anything in writing with WWE doctors about the lump. Uh, Punk claimed it was a staph infection that ultimately could have cost him his life. It was shown that it was diagnosed by a physician's assistant as a lump. So, so uh, possible staph infection, but they never tested it. So, um, the trial then, this is back to MMAJunkie.com. Uh, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Punk is hoping to rebound from his disastrous UFC debut in September 2016 when he was submitted by Mickey Gall in the first round of their UFC 203 bout. Um Great for Punk uh, on that end, but uh, how he wound up in his UFC bout, well, more to come, I guess. What about this lawsuit? you think anything on that? Well, so for me, and this is just ignorance, I don't know how – I guess I don't know what defamation is, right? So, I mean, I understand if, for example, CM Punk goes on that podcast, says uh, Dr. Amon is the absolute worst doctor – 
because of that, WWE fires him because of, you know, uh, pressure from the public because they are a publicly traded company, X, right. Y, and Z. Right. I get that. That right. is, Especially I guess. Especially if it wasn't true. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, yeah. I get, and I guess, that that is defamation, right? However, if you don't lose your job. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's essentially just shit talking. Like, That's, it's just think, a guy yeah. saying, yeah. like, this, this guy sucks. And then. I don't know. Well, and I what, think that's so why it, this turned out this way is because there wasn't yeah. actual grounds for this. And and I'm just the average Joe, so if I could see that, I just don't get why there was so much effort put from the doctor I'm on, and it mm-hmm. seemed like WWE. There's money involved. Yeah. But it, they knew it was going to lose. Uh, I guess they, were they just doing that to take money away from Punk? Well, sometimes you do that for flexing, and then it goes too far, and then I think uh, – Sometimes they think their lawyers are going to find a way to get done or you'll strike some kind of weird deal and, you know, you just... Yeah. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. That just seemed like such a no-brainer as far as a case that it was it was shocking that anyone thought it could go the other way. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was petty is I think it was totaling $4 million, but the initial lawsuit was a dollar for every download that the Colt Cabana CM Punk episode got. So it was $3,980,000 and then punitive damages made it over 4 million. Another thing that's just so petty, like if I'm a juror, I'm saying you're an idiot. Stop doing that. That's about half as many uh, downloads as the last episode of Tim and Tom got. That's actually factual. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good for Colt. Which here's that the Colt other banana thing. guy. Yeah, here's the other thing. Does it not feel? Doesn't feel like that was four years ago. Coming up on four yeah, years. I ago. know. Where I remember we were going? we were sitting in the uh, uh, in the corporations uh, studio, the evil corporations studio back then. Yeah, and that we were came out on. That. Uh, yeah, yeah, that came out on Black Friday. Yeah, we were discussing with Rob Schamberger even. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And now look at us. And now, now look doing, at us. We yeah. are doing things way be- way beyond that evil corporation on our own. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, now let's get into I it. I still look uh, over my shoulder at night. Yeah, you always got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, now let's get into what the article said about his UFC fight. I watched it. Uh, you said off air you did not. <laughs> it was bad yeah i saw that that he basically got beat down and that just made me smile i'll say this there there's a lot of blame to go around however i will give them this the fight looked like two guys who were zero and one one guy starting his training in his late 30s with a good camp and another guy that had some boxing experience, but that was about it. That's what the fight looked like. Right. So you can't really get mad at them for the fight. And so Dana White getting upset with, oh, these goofballs. Well, you can't put two goofballs in a cage and expect non-goofball things to happen. Like, that's going to happen. It's goofball versus goofball. Yeah. Goofball plus goofball equals more goofballs. If you like, put me and my neighbor Adam in a cage, it's going to look like a crappy fight. Yeah, and so, you know, this is supposed to be at the highest level, which it is for the most part. But this was just an abortion of a fight. It was so bad for it to be on this stage. If it was at a Kansas City Fighting Alliance, if this was at a local regional show, more power to him, right? I think more people would have applauded CM Punk uh, as far as the route he took. But 
And again, I don't, I've, I've said this, you can go back and check the tapes or however, you know, the downloads. I've always said, I've never blamed Punk for taking the UFC yeah. fights. If you ask me, a basketball fan, to be the starting point guard for the Cavs in the NBA Finals and say, you're going to get $3 million or however much you know money that Punk got, yeah. would you do it? I'm going to say, of course, yes. But yeah. guess what? I'm probably going to go 0 for 2 <laughs> and with 11 turnovers, Fuck, and I'm probably going to get benched. Yeah, and six fouls in three minutes. Yeah. So it's going to look like what it should. Yeah. And, and so you should put your blame on on the UFC for making this fight. It was completely their fault. And that's what I can't stand. Would the Cavs Moral, still have done better? I mean, I wouldn't have taken the ball out like J.R. Smith in game one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It would have got blocked, but I oh, wouldn't have done that. Are you listening to heavy set? Oh, yeah. man. Is that one sting a little? Oh. I mean – I would have known the score of the game. I'm just telling you that much. Uh, you know what time it is and the score. Even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing, though, that is also a little bit irritating to me is stop applauding CM Punk for being tough. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Because you can get into a cage doesn't mean you should get in a cage. Right. And if it looks that bad, you should be you. It should be criticized. Yeah. Just I mean, there's a difference between respecting someone for chasing their dream and then understanding that the dream of at this level is not attainable and saying that was stupid. You get what I'm saying? There's two different points yeah. to be made there. And yeah. so it was just I, I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand this either, and this is from the MMA community side, is that we applaud CM Punk for his braveness, but Mike Jackson, you should have finished him, and so since you didn't, you got cut. They both got fired in the post-fight news conference from Dana White. Dana White fired both of them. In, so, in the news conference? Yeah, like, he's like, publicly? they're both done. Yeah, well, because Mike Jackson <laughs> toyed with him. Well, the reason why Dana White was upset with him is that he toyed with him. But then again, that's what I'm trying to say is if an 0-1 fighter who doesn't know his jockstrap from a wrist lock is toying with the competitor, maybe that competitor should have never even been in the cage. Yeah. And so for him to toy with him, of course he's going to toy with him. CM Punk is the most unathletic person to ever enter into the UFC. Kimbo Slice had more athleticism than CM Punk. I mean, it was it's it's eye gougingly bad how unathletic CM Punk was in that fight. He didn't know how to turn over his hips. His he was so stiff with his defense. His jabs looked like uh, it was a, a tough man competition. I mean, it was. So well, and bad. he looks skinny and saggy at the same time. From what I saw, that looked odd too. Well, with the person's body, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean. There's, I'm fat, skinny, so I can't really say other people look bad or good. Sure. It's just he didn't know how to turn over a kick, and he's been doing this since what 2015, training with Duke Rufus, right? Isn't yeah. that when he signed with the UFC? Supposedly, and that's how unathletic he is. Or yeah, man, he I've... was just. Or he was just blowing smoke up her ass saying that he was training and he actually wasn't because it was writing comics. It was go do that punk. Seriously. Get out of here. You go Bye. Yeah, Everybody on the first one was like, Hey man, that was really brave of you. And you know, honestly, I, if you think I felt that I was like, dude, 
kudos to him for going out there and knowing he's about to get his ass beat. You know, like, I mean, and maybe thinking he might have had a shot at it. But the second time where there's seemingly not much improvement, it was like, well, man. And especially against, you know. Way lesser competition. Yeah. Mickey Gall, we thought at the time this was, you know, when he fought Punk, we thought, okay, this is a mismatch. Now that Mickey Gall's had a few more fights in the UFC, now we realize exactly how big of a mismatch it was because Mickey Gall is beating other prospects up in the UFC. Like, he is as legit of a rising star in that promotion as they have. So now, hindsight 2020, wow, why did you get in there with Mickey Gall, CM Punk, right? (laughs) But this Mike Jackson goofball... That I mean, he is a dummy, like just a straight, stupid person. And you, he looked so unathletic, CM Punk that is. He looked so unathletic and so confused on easy situational positions against a guy who is garbage that it was so, like this was the eye-popping moment, right? So, like I said, it was laughable about how he threw that shovel punch the first fight and then got taken down and tried to survive against a brown belt, which most people wouldn't. Uh, But this one, there were weird spots that we've never seen in MMA because two goofballs didn't know what they were doing. So then they're like scissoring kind of thing. And then there was a half-ass standing guillotine attempt that was completely unwarranted. It was bad so (laughs) bad but again i don't blame cm punk because as i mentioned you give me the opportunity to fulfill a dream of mine and pay me handsomely i'm going to do it yeah and you can't hate necessarily on the fight because it was two goofballs that were in a stage that was bigger than what they should have been all of the blame should be on dana white in the ufc you guys you money-hungry weirdos cost the integrity of the sport for very little monetary gain, and you'd look like an idiot. You look like an idiot, Dana. Yeah, it, it all sounded like a circus to me. So it sounded like Mayweather McGregor, you know? No, oh, no, Mayweather McGregor, if you're comparing that, that's like listening to uh, – queen and well, least, yeah that was even packaged better you know and then it, well, the fight was well, even those, better yeah well and those two were actually skilled I yeah, mean, i'm right. telling you these are that was the equivalent of watching two bouncers fight at the end of the night when they're both <laughs> blackout drunk yeah right yeah. how he doesn't know how to his oh everything about i don't get how he was that bad i don't get it <laughs> Like give you the time with the trainers he supposedly had. What you know? Give like, anyone the time. <laughs> Slim Trunk could have looked better than that. Okay. All right. The bum asking for money could have looked better than that. Okay. I mean, anyone. I mean, yeah, it was bad, huh? If you put MMA in the Special Olympics, it's going to look better than that fight at Saturday night at UFC 225. Okay. We'll end it there. We will move on to the next uh, news topic. You you had it. You brought it up to me. Yeah. Hey, this is a really cool one. So, arguably the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Right now, there's a short list. You could say Hogan. You could say Flair. Uh, for a draw, you could say Cena or, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. But I think... If we got down to it with the promo, the in-ring, the storytelling, all of it, 
I think it's safe to say, even when we were doing our Cinco Preguntas, that the greatest pro wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels, Shawn right? Shawn Michaels, right. I mean, that's pretty a pretty safe bet. So uh, coming out later this fall, they're still pushing out DVDs, but it's going to be called, uh, it's a DVD called Shawn Michaels, The Showstopper, Unreleased 3 DVD. Now it's set to come out in the fall, but how incredible is that, that a performer at his level can have three DVD worth of matches unreleased. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're getting WrestleMania 12 or, you know, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. All these things that we know it's the unreleased stuff. And it's the third volume of the unreleased stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not just matches that we've seen. It's unreleased stuff. So it's something that I'm looking forward to. I've always liked when performers do those house show kind of matches and most likely that's what these are going to be. Those Coliseum videos, the mm-hmm. uh, you know, WWE live events, things like that. Uh, but that brings me to another uh, story. This is more of a rumor, so I'm not going to go and seek after the interview, but in an interview that, uh, that excuse me, Shawn Michaels did uh, earlier this week, he had mentioned that he is retired. Yes. However, one more match isn't totally out of the picture, which oh. is definitely a change of tune because since his retirement match at WrestleMania 26 to The Undertaker, he has been adamant that I am retired, I am retired, I am retired, I am retired. And it's been noted that WWE has tried. Late, well, and as late as the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia was like, hey, don't you want to wrestle one more time? So they're still asking. Yeah. And now. Shawn Michaels is in NXT. He's one of their main trainers there mm-hmm. with Prince Albert, whatever, whatever we're calling him. Uh, what Prince are we calling Albert him? Nation. If, if we could rewind time to Prince Albert and I went, hey, little Tom, right? At the time I was like, mm-hmm. see that guy right there? See Prince Albert? He and Shawn Michaels are someday going to be training your next uh, pro wrestlers in a, in, a, in a warehouse down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, 1998, like yeah, 1998, Prince Albert with his hairy back and Shawn Michaels giving <laughs> it the suck it to anyone that'll look. Those two are going to be the ones that's going to train the next crop of uh, yeah. rising stars in the yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh, so here's the question. Um, well, let me uh, finish up the story. Yeah. In the interview that he did with Sh- uh, that Shawn Michaels did, he had mentioned if he did come back for one more match, mm-hmm. it would be either for AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, or and this was kind of a shocker, but not if you not really if you think about it, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. So my question to you, awesome, is let's say Shawn Michaels comes back for one more match. What do you want as a viewer? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I'm guessing because of style, you want to go that route. You want to go that AJ Styles, D. Bry, Gargano guy because not too big a dude, right? But, man, he's had some great matches with some big guys. But could he now, you know, in the comeback? Yeah, right? he's going to be 51. So to not name anybody on this list, I think the only other person in that vein that I, that pops out is like a Seth Rollins. Right, but I just don't know that I'm feeling Seth Rollins all that much right now. But could I, if it was the right story with him and, and Shawn Michaels? Maybe at one point, Seth Rollins was everything, man. 
I think Seth Rollins is everything right now. This Intercontinental Championship run that he has. Now, this stuff with Elias in the last two weeks has been just dreadful. I thought Elias's song was great. Yeah. When he was yeah, when, no. he, when he's like he's the architect, but he reminds us to burn it down. He's like, "Come on, man! These are the worst nicknames around." <laughs> like, like yeah. that was good. I was like, "All right, that's a good one." Definitely, but, but I don't know. For me personally, it doesn't like move the needle. I'm not. It's not must see viewing this sure, Sunday sure, sure. night. So Elias Seth versus Seth is a good. But yeah, one. Seth Rollins. Ooh, yeah. Miz. Yeah. Miz would Miz would have arguably the best build up to the match. Yeah. Probably the match wouldn't pop like it should if it was you know the daniel bryan but i think the promos the put downs that miz can generate on a 51 or 53 however old Shawn michaels is yeah. that would be pretty pretty incredible yeah because miz isn't going to be doing any high spots right you know what i mean that's not going to happen so um, any any old timers that are still kicking around that maybe you want to have them revisit oh yeah they do those things huh no not the really H, you know what i mean i don't like yeah. that at all <laughs> all. all no. right no man you, it's got to be something we've never seen for you to come back and do that for me you know unless yeah. there's unless there's some natural story that really made sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there was a natural rivalry with somebody and then mm-hmm. it, you know what i mean like I, you could find a way to make a triple h and Shawn michaels story fit of probably course. very easily but i don't know okay. that the match would be that great yeah, I so I told you this off air, and I heard it from Sam Roberts, so I'm not going to take full credit of it. But I believe he needs uh, Russell the, Charlotte. The, I mean, that would be fun too. Right. Um, retire her. Go, yeah. you know. Yes, uh, it could be a retirement match, and then Ric Flair comes out and gives him the old Ric Flair nut punch and saves the day for Charlotte. There you go, gets his revenge. Right. Um, but I think that if Shawn Michaels does come back. First off, the way I would get him back onto TV is I would put him in an authority role or a matchmaker role, and mm. I'd put him on NXT since he's already there. So that's right. how we get introduced. Yeah, to you him. do the William Regal thing. Yeah, because William Regal was great, but eventually he needs to move on. Maybe he can move to Raw and we can get rid of Kurt Angle doing his weird stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? For that, Kurt Angle's yeah. not yeah. Well, Kurt Angle's mid because Kurt Angle is told to be mid, right? Yeah, like the right. best Kurt Angle is funny, stupid cowboy hat wearing dork Kurt Angle yeah. or or high intensity I might rape you in the backyard <laughs> you know like that's when Kurt Angle's the that's best your, is when he's that's doing, your uh, two faces of Angle right there right? yeah exactly <laughs> he's either he's either slapstick comedy goofball with a cowboy hat or he's going to rape you in the backyard <laughs> or you get meh you get meh Kurt Angle or you get meh and yeah. meh and Kurt Angle is what we're getting right now right. so Kurt Angle is Meh, because he's told to say, "Hey, play the hits," and it's, it's not like the backyard where he rapes you. He rapes you in the parking lot of Walmart because you took the spot that he was trying to wait for. Like that's exactly. what he gets, right? Yeah, yeah. He gets really pissed over a parking spot, and then it ends up in rape. Um, <laughs> this feels good to be T Mac again. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you could move William Regal into that spot because. Kurt Angle is being told to be meh and meh always sucks. Yeah. Anyhow, so Shawn Michaels, I want him to be in the NXT roster. I want his last match to be against a developing developing talent like and 
Sam Roberts brought this up, a Tommaso Ciampa, right? The most evil NXT guy to ever step foot mm-hmm. in the in the territory. I don't know what you call that. That would make sense. What about the However, dream? What about the dream? The, dr- the dream would be great, too. Great story the there that you had. Yeah, the guy that I would like Shawn Michaels to go with, because, again, Shawn Michaels can do it all. Even at 59, I'm making him older as I talk about him. Uh, yeah, at 72, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, 72-year-old year, 72 Shawn Michaels can still go. Uh, I would want Shawn Michaels in a villain role because mm-hmm. heel Shawn Michaels is the best, right? I would have him go up against Ricochet. Ooh, yeah, that would be amazing, man. Because then Ricochet can do all the high, fun, stupid stuff that we want in a match, but Shawn Michaels can give you the storytelling and slow it down and speed it up when he wants – and then you're getting the best of both worlds. So for me, heel Shawn Michaels against rising star Ricochet. Ricochet gets the win. Or Sam Roberts' idea was pretty perfect with Tommaso Ciampa ends the uh, fairy tale story, retires Shawn Michaels. We never see him again. Everyone absolutely hates Tommaso Ciampa, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah, I like that. I could I could feel any one of those. I really like the idea of the dream for just yeah, it, it would need to get Shawn Michaels in that. I I don't know if Shawn Michaels can do that anymore. Maybe the dream's trying to pull that back out of Shawn Michaels, right? The Playboy Shawn Michaels, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the head game, right? Like you used to be like me, you used to be you know what I mean? The you know what I mean? Like yeah, that could be something. There could be something to that. That Definitely. can all play out in NXT with him in the yeah. authority role, yeah. But I want him, yeah, I would like him to do an NXT match very similar to this Money in the Bank NXT TakeOver the night before, something to that effect, where, I mean, NXT TakeOver is going to be fun, right? We just talked about Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. They're going to be in a match. I want to see that. But for Money in the Bank to be kind of that mid-tier pay-per-view in comparison to the other big four, to add a Shawn Michaels the night before is a great one-two punch to get you excited mm-hmm. for the next night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to like finish TakeOver the night before. Absolutely. All fun. right. Well, I got a little distracted there because uh, Josephine the Wonder Dog came in and licked my toe, so that was weird. Oh, nice, yeah. You, you 2018. Yeah. I had to check and make sure it was the dog, right? <laughs> You never know, you know. Yeah. I keep your head on a swivel out here in KC. Right. So, all right, we will come back here in a little bit. We're going to break down Money in the Bank. I'm excited about this. It's becoming one of my favorite pay-per-view events uh, of the year. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to break down each match and, and let you know where we stand in only ways that we can when we return to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, Hulk Hogan has only won one non-world title in his career which was the WWE Tag Team Championship with Edge. The Spanish Announce Table. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table. 
on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. I honestly forgot what this music was. Uh, and Troy Jones. Yeah. I forgot. My favorite boxer of all time. And rapper. Nope. No. no. Uh, however, it's known as an MMA curse. If you come out to that song, you will lose your fight. Really? If you walk out to that song, you will lose your fight. Really? Like 99%. Unless you're fighting CM Punk, you will lose your fight. <laughs> Wish we could go back in time and give Mike Jackson that music and see what happens. Just run that little experiment. Just, if Punk yeah, looks great, have. you know, then then we know that's the curse. But I mean, every fight that I've ever worked, if a guy walks out to that song, I can almost like without even looking, just be like, "All right, let's get the next fight ready," because this one's going to be about a forty-five second knockout. And every time, it's either yeah, a knockout or time. submission, early S- loss for that guy. Sixty percent of the time. All right. T-Mac, we've got money in the bank, which is becoming one of the biggest special events of the WWE Network each year, evidenced by there being an NXT TakeOver involved, because they only go and do the big shows when WWE's doing the big shows, right? Right. Right. So this one hailing out of Chicago, the Windy City, we're going to talk about NXT first, because we like NXT, and it's our show. We do what we want. We do what we want. Right. Ooh, I like that. Stereo. Yeah, yeah. so let's talk about uh, the well, NXT let's, TakeOver let's, show. Let's give them some Spanish announce table advice here, right? Kids, if you're listening, you do what you want, and you ask for what you want. Right? Yeah, ask for forgiveness later. Right, right. It's the right, American so way. NXT TakeOver, Shy Kako. We are in... Let's see. Let's go with the Tag Team Championship match. We have the Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And this one here is going to be Roderick Strong in front of the show, Kyle O'Reilly. They're winning the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I don't, of course. I don't think you're going to do, because the last NXT TakeOver was the big uh, swerve heel turn of um, of uh, the man that Charisma forgot. Uh, what's his name? already forgot it. What's his name? The man that Charisma forgot was... Not, not Kyle O'Reilly. Who's his partner? Oh yeah. Uh, well, his regular one is is no Bobby. Roderick Strong. Right, Roderick no, Strong. Bo- yeah, Roderick Strong, the man that Charisma forgot. Okay. He made the heel turn. He yeah. is so bad. God, he is a blank canvas of just vanilla ice cream, isn't yeah, he? Like yeah. it's not bad, and you like vanilla ice cream, and okay, cool. He, he, but he, you're not asking for vanilla ice cream. He reminds me a lot of the guy I knew back in high school named Nick, right? And this is just. Yeah. It's just, you know, he's just like the guy, right? He's just Nick goes around. He's never like, nobody was intimidated by Nick. Nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody was trying to be like Nick, right? It was just, it was Nick, right? He's like the least likable CrossFit coach you've ever met. You know? Uh, well, you like, know, this guy's not bad, but uh, I don't want to, okay, so I don't want him to lead the workout. In his defense, uh, we're going to skip over uh, O'Reilly here because he's got a red beard, which, you know, I'm partial to. You know, go figure. Then you got this uh, Oni Lorcan, who's got a bit of a red beard too here. But I'm looking at these other guys here. Was it, is that Lorcan or is that Birch? I don't know which of these two guys are. Um, <laughs> uh, these guys look like they're mad off this picture on WWE.com on their shows here when they run down the card. It looks like that they're mad that you busted in and caught them making meth shirtless. <laughs> 
<laughs> you should check it out. It's WWE.com on their shows. You go to WWE NXT, there's the TakeOver Chicago, right? <laughs> you scroll down, you find this match here, and it's, yeah, it's got the, you know, the side-by-side of all the opponents, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like here. Yeah, But anyhow, definitely. Undisputed Era Undisputed is Era. going to... Yeah, because you're not going to have that heel turn in the shocking moment and then go, well, they're going to lose to guys that yeah. are just, the you know, The only fine. way they don't win is through some DQ or something where they keep the title so they run this match again uh, right. longer. But, but yeah, for this that. one, yeah, for this one, we'll say that the Undisputed Era leave with the titles still in their possession. Right. Then we're going to have... The King versus the Prince. Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. I'm really looking forward to this one. Match of the weekend, right? This is going to be the match of the weekend. This certainly on paper sounds like, ooh, I don't know, man. You've got Styles and Nakamura. Yeah, because that's been a barn burner the last few times. You would hope. What are they going to do? Double, Double cunt punts now? I mean, come on. I would hope it's the payoff now, right? I would hope. But yeah, this stands to be it. Um, I don't know, man. The one we're going to talk about next could could yeah. surprise us. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, I, I'm picking this to be the match of the weekend. I think this is the opportunity that Velveteen Dream takes the, the next step to be like, hey, remember how cool it was when you guys thought I was like the newcomer and I arrived with my uh, storyline with Aleister Black? Well, I'm fucking here to stay. And this is going to be my coming out party. And I'm going to win everyone over i think ricochet is still gonna do all of his fun flips and shits and you know kill it like he always has and always will uh i think he'll be fine he'll do great i bet he will win but i feel coming out of this match we're gonna say velveteen dream it's time to run back that alistair black velveteen dream uh rivalry but this time for the nxt world championship so uh i have ricochet winning but i think we're all going to come out of this saying Velveteen Dream is the new man in NXT. Yeah, I like that play because I don't see them having Ricochet lose so early into this, you know. And yeah, it feels like it's Velveteen's like, hey, man, this is your last job, right? Like you're saying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be I think this is up. Yeah, this is that transitional time from, okay, uh, we now have a character established. All right, now we've gone through some character development. Now let's take you up to getting a title potentially. I mean, there's also that North American Championship that Adam Cole has. Yeah, he could baby. easily he could drop that to a baby face and then Velveteen Dream gets it that way. Yeah, the baby. Hey, baby. Baby face. Anyhow, uh, uh, but I think yeah, I think when we look back on Monday or you know Wednesday after the whole cycle's done, I think we're going to say to ourselves, at least in my opinion, Velveteen Dream was the MVP of this entire you know four shows of NXT TakeOver, Money in the Bank, Raw and SmackDown. So, I'm buying Velveteen Dream right now, man. Like it, I, I, When I watch him, I'm like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's got it, man. I like, I, mean? I like everything he's doing right now because it seems fresh and it seems fun and it seems original in – in a era or time period right now where everyone is pushed to 70% for whatever reason, either their own abilities or writing capabilities, mm-hmm. it feels like he is doing something different and it's fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting ricochet. I'm giving ricochet the victory, but like I said, uh, I think Velveteen dream is going to be the star. So we asked this question about sanity and we can kind of gauge some of that, I guess, but 
Velveteen Dream, would it come off the same on a main roster as an NXT? Here's the problem with WWE. It's oversaturation. Yeah. Velveteen Dream is hitting on all cylinders. One, because it is unique and cool and interesting and fun. However, it's once a week for, what, a max of seven to ten minutes a week where – you know, you're getting house shows and every week with Seth Rollins, the the main roster, you have to produce so much more content for each character that a character can go through a cycle of uh, top baby face, top heel, mid card opening match in a matter of six months. So I think in yeah. a, a character as original as Velveteen Dream, but not going to get the push of Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think in seven to ten months on the main roster we're gonna go like well velveteen dreams a flop it's because he he burn out all the ideas because there's too much yeah scale yeah. it back yeah but then they don't justify that damn performance center and the nxt and they've got to keep that thing churning and burning to, you know they well that's what i'm saying they have too much it's too much like we're already talking hypothetically about moving johnny gargano up to the main roster right or Tommaso Ciampa, one of the two. I thought the idea is, was if there's a story or an idea to bring him up, like what? There's nothing to do with those guys. But next year's WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania, or SmackDown after WrestleMania, you got to take one of them, right? Well, so, so what here's I, here's what I do like: treat it like a regular sports minor league system, and each year do that, bring some people up. But you know what? Send some people back down or get rid of them. You know what I mean? That's like, the problem. Yeah, because now you have guys clogging. Titus and Rhino roster. should not be on there then. Or gold dust. Right. Or or, or these old timers that they've brought back like a Shelton Benjamin. Or or Shelton Benjamin shouldn't go to the main roster. He should go to NXT. You know, that's where – like Rhino did that, and I thought Rhino served well on the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can't bring up Johnny Gargano when – Ty Dillinger hasn't even got a storyline or Mike Kanellis hasn't even got a storyline and they were supposed to be big time things. Uh, you know, Nakamura yeah, well, he got sent to rehab. Yeah. But Nakamura for everything that he's been just now since WrestleMania, which was what in March just now is getting something that's credible and fun. So, yeah. and how long is he, you know, he still has years to go and it's just a, it's just a talent clog at the top because they can't get rid of people. Randy Orton is still on the roster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff like, Hardy. Yeah. Get these people out of the way. This That's guy should what, be on Legends deals. Well, they shouldn't even be on the roster. Uh, Why are we going well, to that Well, I level? guarantee you, I bet you WWE looks at their merchandising and there you go. You could do that with Ricochet. Ricochet and Jeff Hardy can fill the same void. Yeah. Except for one isn't going to get arrested for a DUI every three months. Well, yeah, there you go. There is something to that. All right, let's move on then. Let's talk about the NXT Women's Championship match. You've got Nikki Cross challenging the champion, Shayna Baszler. I'm also buying in on Shayna Baszler. She is awesome. Get Ronda Rousey out of here, and let's move her up in that spot, man. Yeah, Ronda Rousey is so clunky and unwatchable in her role right now. Ric Flair may have spilled the beans and stated that he's that she's on a one year deal, so maybe she's out by WrestleMania. Yeah. You know this this next coming WrestleMania, so that'd be great. But yeah, Shayna Baszler, she's the one that got all these girls into wrestling. First off, she was a wrestling uh, okay. fan. She's a 
MMA pioneer for women's MMA first off. She she was doing it way before Ronda Rousey was even thinking about throwing a punch. Uh, but she's also a big pro wrestling fan as well. I think, like you said, she is awesome. She is a heel. She is just gritty oh, and tough. She just and naturally mean. feels like you want to punch her. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's a great person, a right. absolute sweetheart. But right. yeah, her but this role she's playing, right? Yeah, and we don't advocate punching anyone, let alone women, obviously. Right. But right, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, yeah, no, I just they're yeah. <laughs> gonna act like a guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. Um, uh, but yeah, she's awesome. She's I, I like it. However, I've always had a soft spot for that crazy Nikki Cross. Mm, she yeah. is. She is the punk rock version of the first wave of Mickey James, right? Yeah. Remember how cool Mickey James was yes. with just her weird antics? It's like that. My favorite except Mickey for, James. Right. Except Nikki Cross takes it to a level where you could find her waking up in the gutter. Like, that's what I like about her. She's grimy. You would roll right? over and stare out your window uh, as you're waking up and see her peering in. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, She's man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You know, she has a she has like a waffle maker in her hand as she's walking down the street. And you're like, right. why does that woman have a waffle maker in her right. hand? We don't know. Yeah. I love Nikki Cross. So I'm hoping that this is just a mixture of the female Brock Lesnar asshole versus the insane, wide eyed, weirdo Nikki Cross. Well, and we just get a, we could a get a hell of a match out of this. We could get. Yeah. These both are high energy, really know what they're doing, really setting their characters, and it's an interesting character clash. I'm really excited Definitely. for this one. Yeah, um, I think Baszler's Sh- winning though. I got Shanna Baszler because I still think uh, Sanity hasn't debuted on SmackDown, even though they were announced that they're going to. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the reason is they want Nikki Cross to finish up this little NXT storyline. And then she goes to the main roster with those guys. And then they do some type of invasion angle. Right. Uh, but I think this will be her saying, Hey, Shayna, you need a veteran. I'm a veteran. This is what you can learn. I got to go to the main roster. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm feeling you on that too. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, yep. All right, let's just move on. We got a street fight, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, these guys have put in match of the year candidates. Can they do it again? Yes. Yeah. But they're awesome. They're awesome. I don't think this is going to be as good as their last NXT TakeOver match because that match was damn near perfect. You know what I'm saying? That was a match where if you want to – when you tell people like – about that don't watch wrestling, you try to tell them their storytelling in a match and they don't understand that, that's, that's when you show them. Yeah, yeah. Two NXT matches that are my go-tos just for pro wrestling in general is you want to see an awesome modern-day wrestling match? I show them Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Like That is just two incredible performers with no storyline, just athleticism and competition right there. Uh, But then again... Cesaro Zayn, what was it, three or four, that first NXT one they did? Oh, yeah, that was really good, too. That was great, yeah. But then on the flip side, if I say... Okay, so pro wrestling has storyline and has, you know, real emotion and, you know, heart to it. I show them Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. That just had everything. I love that match. Love that yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. This street fight, I think, is going to have maybe cooler spots, right? So yeah. I think there could be a superplex off of a ladder through a announce table, something crazy like that, where Moro Inalo, eyeball pops out because he yells too hard 
but I don't know it'll hit as hard with the storyline writing as it did the last time. That's gonna happen. Moro could totally do. Yeah, Moro could totally do that. Yeah, it's gonna happen one of these days. Um. So, oh, so who's winning, man? God. Been, okay. So this is what I want. This is what I want. So my favorite promotion, and I think the best storyline writing of all time, in my opinion, and suck it from the back if you disagree, mm-hmm. is ECW, right? Mm-hmm. ECW. ECW. Intertwined, the intertwined of storylines and people just – it was it made perfect sense to me. I loved it. And then they had their crazy violence, but I love the storyline writing. So I would steal a page from the ECW storytelling book, and I would have Candice LeRae – turn on Johnny Gargano and join Tommaso Ciampa and I'd put Ciampa over. That's how you get more juice out of this storyline is now Candice LeRae, who's been standing by Johnny this entire time is saying, you're crazy. Make her the Trish yeah, but you make her the, the Francine. They're already fighting. They're already fighting yeah. so that's different. Yeah. Right. But you make her the Francine or the, Beulah McGillicuddy. Yeah. I mean, you make that just, you know, scorned by the ex lover because of selfish reasons. And just, that's what I want. That's what I want. I think Johnny Gargano will just win. That's what I'm picking. But that would be cool. Wouldn't it? If my thing happened, you think, I mean, I could see Chompa going over here, you know? Yeah. Maybe a female debuts and joins with Tommaso Ciampa and that, mystery female cost Johnny Gargano of the match. And then you get a tag mixed tag match at the next one. You could do that. Yeah. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Ciampa. Let's be fun. I'm going to pick Ciampa. Yeah. You pick Ciampa. I'm going safe because right. I think they love Gargano. I'm going Gargano, but I that. want, Candace, I want Candice LeRae to turn on him. That'd be so awesome. Um, all right. Then we've got the NXT championship match. Lars Sullivan taking on Alistair black. And I'm thinking black wins this, I, you know, I'm not feeling this one as much. Yeah, Lars is awesome. He's one of the most physically impressive humans I've ever oh, yeah. seen. When I went to, when I went to that NXT show at the Independence Event Center two years ago, I think it was, uh, he's the one person in recent memory, and this includes fighters and boxers and all types of talent that I've seen. He's the one guy that I can remember as far as recently where I had to take a step back and I remember how impressed I was by just him walking. <laughs> I was like, right. holy Good God, look at this person. He's insane. I mean, he's got hands like lunchboxes. He's built like a Coke machine. His head's like the size of the, the Easter Island things out yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. I think they're going to build him as a monster. And I think this is the first time you're going to see Alistair Black look vulnerable. I don't think he's going to uh, necessarily have a lot of offense. And I could easily see some type of... Uh, big move counter from Alistair Black that gets Lars to tap out or a roll up one, two, three that, yeah. you know, he by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, he escapes a beat down, you know, right. after getting beat down. It's going to be like that Grizzly movie with um, DiCaprio. What was that? The Oh, the, the, um, oh, what was that? The Awakening? Or... I haven't seen that either yeah but i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, i was yeah. thinking it's going to be very similar to how undertaker beat triple h uh mm-hmm. the second or the first time around with that like weird submission but triple h just beat the shit out yeah, of him the entire time right yeah it was throwing him into stuff i mean it was beating yeah. him yeah yeah 
All right. Uh, NXT overall, we could have, we named three matches out of the five that could steal the show uh, of the whole weekend. Definitely. Including way, some women. They oh, can yeah, put definitely. on the match of the weekend, man. Shayna Baszler and Nikki Easily. Easily. By the way, Adam Cole, is he not on the card? He's not on the card, baby. He's the North American champion. That's not what it says. Right here on WWE.com on their rundown of the card. They've got five matches. That is bizarre. Adam Cole Bay Bay. I would imagine he's maybe somewhere in the corner. Maybe the other two are out there. Well, is the one hurt still? Bobby Fish, yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? All right. We will move on then to what we came here to talk about. Money in the bank. Let's just run down this card. You want to you get into it? You ready to get into it, or you got any pre-thoughts? Well, my first thought is this is way too long. Mm-hmm. They're starting it like it's a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You're oversaturating the product. Now, because you're starting at such an early time, I know you're going to go to X amount of time at night. There's going to be things that me as a viewer, I pick and choose, which then dilutes the whole product because I might miss something cool. Because I was ever interested in it, because the card is nine hours long. Yeah, I so can't devote. Stupid. Yeah, I can't devote my whole weekend, you know, to this well, thing, man. Stop with these pay per views giving out participation medals because they get a pay per view buy or or p- paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so tired of it. The best of the best get on a three hour card. That's how it should work. That's how you make stars. This whole like, it's okay, man. We'll put you in a match with fill in the blank so you can get on. We'll the figure out a 15 man tag match uh, for yeah, you all to get I involved in. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. hate this. You know, you, you can know, say what. Go ahead. Well, I was noticing that when watching Raw and SmackDown because I was trying to watch it uh, and catch up because I was trying to watch it before we were doing this show because I hadn't finished SmackDown. And I'm skipping through when people are walking to the rings they got a little 10 second skip on the playstation view that i watched on mm-hmm. and there would be three or four people involved and each one of these like entrances is like a minute and so i'd just be like skip 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 i was like man this is taking too long they've got too much of the shows dedicated to watch people walk to the ring yeah i mean that is true i just i i just think you know, uh, like I was going to say, say what you want about the Attitude Era with how stupid some of the storylines were and the swerve and Stone Cold just hit a stunner on every single person each week and that's how we moved on to the next week, you know? All of that fair criticism. However, the best of the best made it, right? So when Big Show was out of shape, they sent him to W. When Kane wasn't doing anything, he went to the tag division and reinvented himself with X-Pac. Yeah. You know, or he at this least just stood in the side set. with the corporation or whatever it was at the time. Right. You know what I mean, like they were just a lackey. But then he, yeah, he, he didn't have a match. Right. It was this whole just oversaturation where, you know, hey, Bobby Lashley, uh, we don't have anything for you, but we're going to give you a storyline with Sami Zayn. Why? I don't know. Well, what's based off of Vertigo? Okay, go. Why? Because you have to be on the show. No, you don't. You said don't. you got sisters? So <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that me and Rob Schamberger had a back and forth on uh, Twitter. And by the way, go talk to Rob Schamberger. He's one of the best people on Twitter. Go buy all of this stuff, robertschamberger.com, wweshop.com. All of that stuff is amazing. Yeah. 
But I disagreed with him on this. He was saying from the standpoint of, man, isn't this good to see that Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn are given a crap storyline and they're able to uh, persevere and make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's fine. I'm the fucking viewer. I don't care about backstage. My responsibility is to be entertained. Their responsibility is to entertain me. I don't care. I don't care that... That Franklin Lashley, by the way, that's his real name. Franklin is being given shitty storylines and he has to overcome it. I don't care. That dude I is want Frank fun. Lashley. Good. Yeah, that's his name. Frank Lashley. Friend of the show. Bobby is his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby is his middle name. So uh, it's Franklin Robert Lashley. But um, so anyhow, I don't care about that. Like that's not. That's not why I watch wrestling to think about how it is backstage. Shoot, brother. I don't care. I want to be entertained. And this storyline is so freaking stupid and childish. It's dumb for the 1980s over-the-top childish stuff that we got back then. Yo, anytime, dumb for that era. Anytime I see any kind of course that somebody's got to run, I immediately want to fast forward. Or anytime they say we have a mystery person and it, and it turns out not to be like the debut of X. Pac or you know what I'm right, saying? Something right, like that. Right. If it's somebody's relative. It. Yeah. I don't ever want to see it. I don't ever want to see it ever. Yeah. And then, and then the thing where Sammy Zane just walks into the crowd and says, maybe you didn't serve the country. And Bobby just goes stone face. And then that's it. What stupid hate it. Can't stand it. Anyhow. I don't like yeah, how long this card is. It is an odd uh, pairing. And yeah, I just, it, well, I really like caring, seeing. But- I like really like seeing Sami Zayn in this heel role, but it's just like, man, they really got to give you something better here. Yeah, and they could. I mean, we saw what Bobby Lashley did with athletic guys in TNA, so this match could still be very good. But you could make it serious, right? Get serious with the Sami Zayn calls out Bobby Lashley for maybe not being the most upstanding citizen and serving his country and all that. Okay. We can get into a real beef. Like you say, I'm an American. Let's go. Right. That's an insult to an American. Right. I like that. You can dig into that, but this it's about your sisters. Now it's about America. Now it's about a, a a golf course or a, a, let me tell you what I don't like. Look, we've talked to Bobby Lashley. He was on the show. I know he's from real close to where I was, you know, born and raised. Right. Like, uh, all these sorts of things. You know what? I don't give a shit about Bobby Lashley, his fucking sisters, man. I don't know the guy that well personally. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Well, like, it's. Well, my thing is, if you're going to say it's his sisters, have Sami Zayn date one of them. Yeah, right. Like, do something you know? more fun. We have something. Do something that would make someone mad. Because if you, t- like, I have two stepsisters, right? Mm-hmm. And if you say, you got two sisters that you love. And I'd be like, yeah. And you say, I think they look ugly. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> like that's not that's not right, enough right. for me to beat you up. If I told you, I was like, hey, um, yeah. picked one of them up at the bar last right. night. Yeah, and we're gonna see each other Got again. It. You'd be like, what? No. Yeah. Right. Then. No, you will. I'm gonna get upset. Right. Right. So it's and it's just I don't know. It's so bad. But let's get into this money in the bank. This oversaturated bloated constipated card let's start with daniel bryan versus big Cass. i i'm liking big Cass. at least it's shown improvement uh you know i mean i feel like this guy's on his way to getting better and you know i mean sky's the limit when you're that tall right (laughs) i like that um 
I like that he's a heel and he's upset that Daniel Bryan was cleared on the same day he was cleared and all the attention went to Daniel Bryan. Right. right. What I think, again, is so stupid is to say, I don't like you because you're short. Yeah. What? You're going to beat someone up because they're short. Yeah, I mean, have mental not? issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Well, but wouldn't it be a more fascinating, compelling story is if they dug in deep on the, I don't like that you're stealing my shine. So every moment that you get on TV, I'm going to be there to ruin it. Yeah. Look how much, look how better I just made that yeah. off of zero effort. Hashtag zero hire effort. T-Mac. Hashtag hire T-Mac. It's so dumb. I will say this. Again, I don't like the shoot aspect of why I watch and that's how I want to be entertained because, hey, brother, backstage, I'll tell you what, Daniel Bryan don't even like big cats. <laughs> right. I don't care. I'm a viewer. I wouldn't do that with a movie. Oh, right. man, Robert De Niro and Al, Al Pacino, they actually don't like each other. Let's watch this scene. How is it going to be? <laughs> no one yeah. does that. You <laughs> dorks that live with your mom. Uh, hate them. Hate those people. Anyhow, uh, I understand that Daniel Bryan can't be in the ladder match because of the severity of his concussions and things like that. So don't put him in a match where he could fall 18 feet. Right. So I understand that they need him in a singles uh, program again, just beating up someone because they're not tall. That's really childish and stupid. It's, it's, it's insulting to a nine year old. How dumbed down this storyline is. I got Daniel Bryan. <laughs> You think Daniel Bryan's going over on this one, man? Yeah, uh, he he ain't losing till Nam until uh, the next World War. He's going undefeated. You think? It just feels like this would be a dumb idea to have Cass come in and lose twice right away and not be able to beat up a small dude. Like it just, I don't know. Well, then have him get uh, stupid angry like Chris Jericho did in WCW when he kept losing it over and over. Yeah, you could do that, I guess. I'm going to go Big Cass. Yeah. I don't really believe that, but all right. Intercontinental Championship, Seth freaking Rollins versus Elias. I like Elias. I like Elias, too. And I like Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins right now is producing the best matches on the entire roster, NXT or main roster. Okay. Uh, I think they like him. Ah, that I hate giving that reason. Stop it. That's stupid. I don't care. Entertainment aspect. I don't think Elias needs a title to still come out and play his songs. So we can have him still play the hits and get in every segment that he's already getting in. But Seth Rollins without a title, I feel like in this bloated roster kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So I think the Intercontinental Championship should stay with him. And so that's why I think he'll win. That is exactly why I think he'll win. Yeah, you said it right. Elias doesn't need the title to get into any feud right now. You know what I mean? Like, so. Although that was pretty cool that he did, like, the uh, Rick Rude airbrush pants, but with his guitar. I thought that yeah. was a cool thing. Maybe he should run with that. That would be cool to start his next feud with Roman Reigns or something. And it has a dog on it. Yeah. And well, and it's so. Um, uh, and yeah, I just don't know how it would feel like if Elias has got this title, uh, and then it just, he, it doesn't feel like he should be the one being chased almost. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm going to go with, with Seth freaking Rollins. 
Um, yeah, all right. Then we've got the match we uh, can't wait to see, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Now, you're right. This match may be amazing. Uh, it could be really good. Bobby Lashley was really good at the end of his TNA run there, the Anthem TNA even, like the you know the weird mm-hmm. TNA. You know, is it even TNA, whatever, Impact Wrestling? Um, uh, but I really like that heel character he was doing. I, I really wish we can hurry up and get into that Bobby Lashley because I'm not feeling this guy at all. I'm feeling this guy as far as like your all American, hey, you know, do the right thing, brother kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, I just turn never it feel up. that. I don't think, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I just t- turn it up, do something. Cause he's doing the almost, uh, meh Kurt Angle thing where it's just do your one thing. Okay. But you got to give me reason. You got to uh, tell me something. He's not right. telling me anything. Right. Again, if if you want to say that he may have not served his country to the best of his abilities at uh, you know the Big Red One in Junction City, Kansas, all right, he's going to get pissed, and then we're going to see an all-American badass running through beating up all the Canadians, right? That's cool. <laughs> this photo of Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, the, the match photo here on WWE.com, looks like they took a video game default character, right? And placed mm-hmm. it next to a mugshot of a guy who just robbed a Seven Eleven shirtless, right? Like that. I like your shirtless, <laughs> right? Well, because that's oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, you guys got to go to WWE.com and check these out. This is great. Bobby Lashley is winning this hands down. This is easy. Yeah, they hate Sami Zayn for some reason. Even though I personally think he, he's my favorite pro wrestler, right? Yeah, now. Really? I mean, I love El Generico. Yeah, he is my favorite. I love. I loved him as a baby really face because he was, yeah. I loved him as a baby face because he was a believable guy that I liked. I love him as a heel with these like he beats up Bobby Lashley and then gets on the uh, the rope and just like swings back and forth in yeah. celebration yeah. and his little antics when he would walk out with Kevin Owens just jumping around. I think yeah. it's he's, he's got, hitting a hitting home run. He's got early heel Edge and Christian mentalities in that like the the like opportunistic like. I gotcha. And then I'm out of range. Like, Oh, and we're making fun of you. You know, like, I I like that. I like that. You know who he reminds me of right now, honestly, is now he reminded me of a little bit more of this when he was uh, with Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens was more of the straight guy, angry at the world. But he reminded me of Owen Hart with Yokozuna. Obviously I'm not saying Kevin Owens is Yokozuna, but Owen Hart, where he would do all these things where he would take all the credit, but it was really Kevin Owens. And he would do all these like stupid, like little brother things. I thought he was doing that perfect, and I still yeah. think he's doing that. Yeah, he does that very uh, well. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens, real, real quick side note, had the greatest line uh, of the week when he was talking to one of the guys backstage, and he was like, when he was talking about them ganging up on Braun Strowman, he was like, he's like, what, you think you're going to beat him up? He's like, you can't beat him up. He's like, I, I could probably beat him up, but it would be very taxing. <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> just like, that's the best line. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Ashley is winning this easy money. All right. Yep. Let's move on. We've got the SmackDown Tag Team Champions with the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Pew Pew, the Mechanics, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, the whatever, the, what do they call themselves, the bro, the Good Brothers? Sure. What is their, sounds like, do they have an sounds like a, They're the Good Brothers. No, I think, they? no, I think it's Anderson and Gallows, but they go sometimes by the Good Brothers. 
Good Brothers, by the way, sounds like a reject name for Snickers. Like, oh, we're going to call it Good Brothers. No, right. let's call it Snickers. Right. Sounds like a reject right. name for a candy bar. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, I got the Bludgeon Brothers. They're creepy. They're crazy. They're fun. Uh, they're scary. I'm going with them. The, the Rubber Band Club, I don't know. Fire them. Get rid of them. Get rid of the Revival. They're the same thing. That's another one. You let those guys go or you tell them, like, hey, you can go down to NXT and help train some of these new guys. Because, I mean, you know what I mean? They've been around the world. They obviously know how to work styles. I'm sure they're very good at coaching and training. You know, like, but. I will say this, though. Of the two teams, the Revival and the Rubber Band Club, uh, the Rubber Band Club might feel some heat underneath their ass because they are getting into the best shapes either one of them have ever been that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, the bald one of the revival, I don't remember their names. Wilder, I think it is, or Dawson, whatever. Fill in the blank. He is looking like Harry yogurt. He is just getting rolls on top of rolls. Harry yogurt. That was my nickname in high school. All right. (laughs) But I, 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 I've got, uh, yeah, the pleasure. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to move on to the match everyone is all waiting for. The 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 hands down will easily be match of the year. Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal. Why is this happening? Well, they got to give him something. Did and they're they hoping that they find the two guys that everybody has been screaming at them going like, why? <laughs> and they were like, let's put them together in a match. Let's see how much they can say why. Yeah, I I got Roman, but I don't care. I don't oh, care. Totally Roman. It's t- I, again, unless they're going to continue this, which they might. Oh, I they don't might. Care. So Jinder could win through the help of Sunil Singh. Which where's the other one? I think he's injured. Oh, Randy Orton probably killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That might be the one thing that Theo would be like, all right, I'm feeling that. That's good. All right. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Theo. All right. SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella taking on Asuka. <laughs> I okay. don't care about this one either. Um, well, but this is going to lead to something freaking cool. Okay. This is why I like this match. Okay. Carmella's losing. Asuka's winning. Right? Okay. Carmella is killing it in the promo. I think she's the most valuable SmackDown uh, women's wrestler right really now. Good. Charlotte's yes, Charlotte's great, but Charlotte's better as either being the front runner or the heel. And she's kind of not doing either. So eh, it's just kind of running the mill for me. So right now, if I'm doing a power ranking, Carmella is the number one, uh, SmackDown, uh, woman on the roster. However, Oscar only has one loss, right? Who's it to Charlotte. Charlotte. So, we got to run that one back because it was arguably the best match at WrestleMania, even though, you know, we could say Ronda and Kurt and Triple H and uh, Stephanie, all that stuff. But it was a very good match. So we got to run that back at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But you can't just have Charlotte be the champ and then Oscar. Tra- you got to flip the roles. So now the streak is gone. But now Charlotte, who has, has one win over Oscar, challenges Oscar, who's the first time champion. At SummerSlam. So at this match, Asuka wins, runs through. I don't think Charlotte's going to win Money in the Bank, but then eventually she becomes number one contender through, I don't know, Elimination Chamber or whatever they got planned. And then at SummerSlam, we got uh, Asuka versus Charlotte. have anything planned. She can just go out and demand it, and then they come out and... You're right. Yeah. But 
Yeah, because she's the only one to beat Asuka, so that's good enough right there, right? First in line. So now we have Asuka versus Charlotte, but the roles are reversed as far as who holds the title. The champ versus the queen. Let's do this. Yep. Yep, I'm sold. Asuka's winning that. Good job, team. That's how you do it. Isn't that great? If they don't do it my way. It was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah. All right. Women's championship. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's winning this. Yes. And this is what you do in this match. God, you idiot writers. Just let me do this. You dummies. So this is what you do. That's the way I get most of my jobs. I go into places and I'm like, you idiots. You suck at this. Get out of the way and give me the, give me the keys. God, you guys are morons. We'll discuss pay later. Come on. Yeah. Just, Give me this. Get out of the way. Go take a lunch break and never come back. Um, this is how you do it. As far as the placement of the show, you do the women's uh, la- Money in the Bank ladder match, and you have Natty win that, right? So Natty wins. Ah, yeah. Cats, cats, cats. Have her backstage celebrating with a cats. Uh, just a pile of cats, right? Just licking them and tossing them around. I don't know what she does with cats. Just whatever, right? Two paws is out there. Then, so she's the Money in the, the Bank cat that has four paws. Right. Then you do this match, the Nia Jax-Ronda Rousey match. So Ronda Rousey gets the armbar on Nia Jax. She taps her out. She wins. She celebrates. Well, who's going to go out there to help her celebrate? Her best friend, Natty. So Natty goes out there. They hold the hands. They embrace. They hug. Oh, my God. I can't believe you won. Yeah, you won, too. That's great. Hey, go, Ronda, go up to the top and celebrate. You know, show off your title. All right. Goes up there, Natty does the elevator to her, drops her on her back, puts her in the sharpshooter, Rhonda taps, Natty leaves as the champion. That is what you do. That is it's what so it, easy. That would be great television. You have nine hours to fill, so you might as well make it entertaining, that was Jack the Wagon. Thing, the thing about that is uh, it's that the title is the biggest prize in everyone's eyes there that's why people stab each other in the back and that's why they Mm -hmm. you have to Mm -hmm. create this conflict because it's all after that because with the title comes money comes power comes influence comes stardom right like that's what they're going for right and you have to portray that also on the tv the champ's got to be like you know what i mean like a big deal like you've got i don't know just yes now Jax was only given this title because they knew this is where they were going and that's the one that can be on the cover of usa today and espn flat on the back and they don't care about it hurting her resume right and it looks more impressive if ronda rousey right. beats night jacks than four foot right because none of those people on the mainstream media are actually watching it they're just going to see the stills on espn yep. or sports illustrated right so they won't do that, but what they will do, I still think, is Ronda Rousey wins, and they'll do that natty turn maybe on Raw or something. But that's what they're—that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because they've got to get all the interviews in, right? There's got to be the mainstream media of like with her with the belt. Yeah. Ha. So, she, well, and then remember at two twenty UFC two twenty five, the big news after the abortion of a fight from CM Punk was that going into the UFC Hall of Fame is Ronda Rousey. So what makes WWE look great when Ronda Rousey gets inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame? Oh, it's WWE Women's Champion Ronda Rousey getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. So that's the other reason why they won't do what I want, but they'll have her as champ. 
All right, well, let's talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We've got Sasha Banks, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Ember Moon, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Natty, and Lana. I, I'm with you. I feel like, okay, Charlotte does not need a Money in the Bank. Right? No. Just she can say I'm the it. only one. Yeah, I'm the only one to beat Asuka. Asuka's the champ. That's my rematch right there. Don't you okay. want to try to beat Alexa Bliss doesn't even really need it, could do great things with it, doesn't need it. You know what I mean? Same yeah. thing, right? Same mm-hmm. thing. So you're going to knock those two out. Now, we've seen big names. Randy Orton won one, didn't he? I mean, like, yep. we've mm-hmm. seen that. <laughs> so I hope they don't do that, right? I'm just going to play this like I'm writing it out, right? Mm-hmm. I also feel that about um, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. Like, you've had titles. Like, we could figure out a way to get you. Know, you don't need a money in the bank either, right? So now I'm down to Natty or Lana. I would really love to see Lana with money in the bank because Rusev would play great into that, right? And that yep. that would also give you time to keep training her without making her wrestle much, right? Because mm-hmm. she's got that money in the bank. But Natty, obviously been around a while, would be able to do a, a suitable, and it's a good way to get a title on her, right, if you're trying to give her a title for some reason. Um, yep. I don't know. I feel like I go either. Was, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Lana right out of left field. I don't really think that's gonna happen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down Lana. Wild card. Did you mention Ember Moon? What would you? Uh, you, you don't think she needs yeah. the title? Or the, she uh, could she could contract. use it, but I just feel like I, you know I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I forgot when I uh, narrowed down the choices that she was left there. Yeah, she's one that yes definitely would be primed to use it right because hey, easy to say why I matter all of a sudden right? Yeah, the Carmella effect. Came- right? Yeah, because she came onto the main roster like a turd in a punch bowl, and everyone was like, cool. You do some weird little goth thing, but you're not even that goth. All right. So I think she would would benefit the most from all of them. Like you said, now she's important because she has something in her hand, right? Right. Uh, But I think they're going to do the natty thing. Stupid. So I'm getting – I'm picking – I'm going to go with Lana. That would be fun. That would be great. The The most fun is if the, they were the first couple to be Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. God, that would be hilarious. That would be so much fun. Which, by the way, WWE, you suck it from the back, you idiot morons. Go eat an egg, jerks. How are you going to turn Lana face quicker than Rusev when Rusev's the one that we're cheering for? Lana's just getting the cheers because she's – Stands near Rusev. Yeah. We don't care about her. She has got the funny, the fun chant, right? Lana is best. Lana oh, yeah. number. Well, at first, when he first came out, before Rusev really got into who Rusev is. Oh, it was Lana. Right. Yeah, but now it's Rusev. Yeah, I think WWE saw that. They were like, "Oh man, here's our next big female star," and then they keep hoping that glimmer of hope is there, but the moment is passed. Yeah, guys. and her dancing. You know, now, maybe maybe there was a thing, guys, back there. You know, it was the you know the we were having some drinks. You know, it could have happened then, but you know, now it's just different times now. You know, it's just not going to work yeah. now. You know, you waited too long to call me back, so no, I've like, moved I, on. We're, we're, we've met someone else. All yeah. right, let's get. I don't get her character either because now it's like she's a pseudo Russian, and now she's a hip hop dancer all of a sudden, and she always has her tongue out and. I don't know. Stupid. I love when the Iconics made fun of that, too. I love the Iconics. The Iconics they are the great. Best. Just keep them doing that forever. Gosh, they are great. They are yeah, awesome. They are so great. Like, their insults, their timing, just the way they – oh, they it, are genuinely irritating, too. Like, when they do noises and stuff, you're like, man. Uh, yeah. 
if they ever decide, which hopefully they break up the New Day soon because it feels like they're stale. But if they ever decide to revamp and reinvest into the New Day, turn them heel and get them in the Iconics together somehow. Because that would be just amazing. Gosh, that would be an interesting... There could be some backstage segments at least, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, another New Day heel run. Could we pull that off? How would you pull that off? Oh, I would just have whoever won Money in the Bank, they jump that person. They take the contract. They decide that the three of them are the Money in the Bank winners. And because the page, the journal manager, says that's not fair, tries to put them in matches that they don't yeah, like. They here's the deal. Doing Here, here's what it is, because we're going to have to decide who we think is the one member, right? Let's say they never actually decide. And, right, the match goes on. They never actually declare. Right. And they just kind of hang around outside. And then after the match is over, they do what you're saying. Right. Yep. And they just take it. They're, and they just take it. Yeah. It's ours. Yeah. And then like, well, we never declared. So we're the three. Right. We'll Play declare it. whenever we cash in. And then they just turn into heels. They just turn into dicks. Because everyone's like, just like that year. was so stupid. Yeah, they just go, that was dumb. That was stupid. And then you could just have them, one of them at a time, come out on the champion and like, I'm going to cash in. Oh, actually, I don't have the contract. This is Xavier Woods. And then Xavier Woods comes from the back and attack. Yeah, you can do all the fun stuff. See, the thing is just, can you be zany and goofy anymore like they were? You no, know what I, mean? like- I hate. Well, no, not that I hate zany and goofy New Day. I love zany and goofy New Day. That I, I have a T-shirt, I have a hat. I think they're great. Sure. But remember that split second of a moment when, like, they beat up Dolph Ziggler backstage and dragged his body out. Yeah. That's the New Day that needs to come out, where Big E is just throwing guys and saying, "Do you realize how big I am?" Yeah, I'm Big E. This isn't like a genetic, or this isn't like a. Uh- uh, an ironic nickname where you call a fat guy tiny. Like this is yeah. a big E. Yeah. And yep. then you could just say that Xavier Woods is the brains of the WWE. He's not a PhD for no reason. He's not a dummy. Like the rest yep. of these idiots are. And then Kofi Kingston the could say, yeah, do you realize I've been here? I beat everyone. I beat OG. Yeah. I beat Randy Orton in Madison square garden. I am the greatest high flyer of all time right there. That's what you say. I like it. All right, so which one of them is going to be? Because that's not going to happen. It's going to be Big E, you think, huh? Yeah. I think I think not they're going to break them up. Woods. You got Woods? Okay. I yeah. like that. I like that idea. Um, I got Big E. I have a feeling that Big E they're going to push. I think he's going to be the heel that turns on Xavier and Kofi. Xavier and Kofi can be a tag team and just have fun in the tag division, but Big E will turn on them somehow and then get pushed to the moon. He'll be the you new. You don't think the other way around, huh? You don't think like Woods would be the heel that they push, and then Big E and Kofi are the tag team that are fun loving. Yeah, I mean they definitely could, but I go back to NXT. NXT tells you a lot. Big E was the second ever NXT mm-hmm, champion. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods was in red, white, and blue, just running around like Apollo Creed. Yeah. Uh, and. I don't think Xavier Woods has a, a a fun wrestling style. His matches kind of. Mm-hmm. Big E will do that spear to the outside. He's big, so he can just match up physically with anyone. Yeah, he gets uh, to work from on top. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, right. I think that's why. So you're going Big E. I'll go Woods, but I don't think either one of us thinks either one of those is winning. No. So it's one of those versus Finn Balor, who's going to get numerous chances to look up. Do you think he comes out as a demon? Oh nope. 
we're going to say also in the match is Rusev and Miz, Miz, Braun Strowman, which is an interesting entrant, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. Man, money in the bank. Didn't it start out as like six? Yeah. Again, it's a participation award. Hey, everyone gets into this. That's a, hey, let's make a 30 person. Yeah, it's just so much. Um, all right, so New Day's out. They're not winning this. Finn Balor's not winning this either. I don't feel like they're giving him the money in the bank right now. I just don't feel like they're feeling him right now. Bobby Roode is not getting this. Just washed out to vanilla for the rest of these characters, right? Samoa Joe would be an interesting one because the promos he would cut with that thing throughout the time, right? And following people and, you know what I mean? It's hanging out, lurking in the shadows. So that's a real good one. Kevin Owens obviously would do the same, right? I mean, he would oh, be more be awesome. your, he'd be your edge style opportunist, right? Like creeping in and being like, Oh, never mind, Right. Like, never mind, never mind. He, he blinked. Never mind. Um, Miz, I just feel like that feels like a Randy Orton one to me, right? Like a guy who doesn't probably need it, but how else are you going to get him back into that title picture if you wanted him in? But I don't think they do want him in there. Rusev, it would be great. Uh, God, Rusev would be so fun, but would the novelty wear off? So I'm going to count him out. So, and we got Braun, man. Oh, Braun just doesn't need it. Braun can walk up to Brock Lesnar right now and slap him, and we could put on a match, and nobody would think it's unbelievable, right? So I right. feel like there's they're going to find a way to get rid of him. So I'm down to Owens and Joe, huh? Owens and Joe. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Owens. I don't think they like Joe. Hmm. Okay. There you go. All right. I've got the Miz. I think the Miz does the same thing where he's like, I've already done this before. Last time I won, I cashed in. I'm the greatest Money in the Bank winner. I'm a two-time winner because the only other two-time winner is CM Punk, and they're trying to erase that shit as quick Mm -hmm. as possible. And he's kind of just hanging out, not doing much, and we all know he should be a champion in something. I think a champion on SmackDown makes the most sense. And... Because I picked Natty on Raw to win the women's, the men need the SmackDown. Uh, so that's why. Because uh, I don't think two winners are going to be on the same show. Um, and so I got Miz. I think Miz does the I cashed in twice. I'm better than Edge. I'm better than all these people. Yada, 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 yada. And I think uh, that gets him back to that main event picture. Because he's kind of hanging out with the New Day, which is fine. But also, like, what? All right, so you got Miz, I got Owens. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be behind either one of those, man. Right? Yeah, I mean, I like them all. I like Braun Strowman as the, as the uh, Money in the Bank winner too. Right? And he uh, just, yeah, that wouldn't be the worst, honestly. Like he could be real fun with it too, but he just yeah, really doesn't but, need it at all. Yeah, the funnest thing would be if New Day hijacked it and said we're all three of them, and that'd be just yes. fun and stupid. Uh, or Rusev and Lana become Mr. and Mrs. That would be the best. That would be fun, but I just wonder if that would wear off after a while. But you could make a quick cash in on one of them or something, you know, for a while. Yeah, you don't have to hold it for six months. You can hold it for a month. Right. All right, let's talk about the final match they got listed here, the WWE Championship. AJ Styles defending against Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. What do you think? AJ Styles. I don't think they're going to have a baby face second tier or not second tier, but like right along with Roman Reigns as face of the company esque 
I don't think they're going to have him lose in a last man standing. If this was any type of other match, I would say Nakamura because I think the heel needs to have the title and then uh, put some more life into this storyline because it's starting to get stale. And not, heel Nakamura is really fun, right? The p- pin thing when he's like, this pin yeah. doesn't work, and they hand him another pin, they throw it out. But for a last man standing, typically, if you look at the history of what they do – Baby faces, at least in my opinion, don't lose this. Unless yeah. they're shenanigans. Right. Like, uh, then, but this attack. should not be going on. This is supposed to be the payoff of all the non finishes. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and yeah, I, d- I doubt they're making Nakamura the face, as it were. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I'm with you well, on that. that. I think cool. Styles is winning. I, yeah. Why not? That, well, though, that would be cool if they did a double turn, you know, and. Nakamura comes out as a face and AJ comes out as the heel, but then yeah. Nakamura still wins. I don't know. That would be, uh, that's too creative for creative writers. <laughs> mm. They're overworked. Um, I, yeah, got AJ styles. All right, then. Well, that's money in the bank, man. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Oversaturation seems to be the theme. Yeah, that's why everyone's pushed to 70, because if someone gets hurt or if someone has a contract dispute, uh, you pull them out and you replace them with another 70% pushed wrestler, and we keep on moving. And we make profits because we already have an established brand. Why? We don't have any competition. Why try hard? That's stupid. All right. WrestleMania. Well, this is the thing. This is the, real quick. This is the thing that I've always hated. Like when Roman Reigns is like, I'm still putting asses in seats. WrestleMania is already sold out for next year, and we don't even know a match. Yeah. Yeah. So it's stupid. Stop saying, oh, I'm, I'm putting asses in seats. You're a spoke in the wheel. Get out <laughs> yeah, of here. Right. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go. Uh, do whatever we got to do for the rest of the evening. And then we'll be back next week with Tim and Tom with a, uh, a, a best of, as it were, like a, uh, you know, catch up for anybody who hasn't uh, missed some of those old episodes. But then, uh, we'll be or back if another. you're a new listener or if you're a listener to Spanish announce table and you want to check out Tim and Tom, there's yes. a little, uh, montage yes. of clips. It'll be the best of spring 2018, the year of the new idea. There it is. All right. But we'll be back with more Spanish announce table come around SummerSlam time. But until then, uh, we're just going to get out of here, right? All right. Fun fact. Terry Funk is the only man in the WWE, WCW, pro wrestling, NWA, hardcore, and wrestling observer Hall of Fame. (laughs) 